Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, this is Boys Don't Cry, and this is part two, where we talk about sorry. How to apologise, how to apologise incorrectly, what apologies mean. Is there a difference between men and women when they're apologising? My panel is Chloe Maidley and Alfie Brown. Now, this is one, okay, we've been come down quite hard against men so far. Not on purpose, it's just not looking good so far in the research, in the science of apologies in the male mind. However, this one I do find is a female trait, Chloe. Feel free to defend. But when when the sorry is not enough. So for example, let's say a man has been caught perving over some Instagram picture he shouldn't be perving over. For example, I mean, what kind of guy does that? All of them. Uh, no, but let's say he has. And I'll go, yeah, fair enough. Uh, Lindsay, not that I've ever done this. Sorry, you got me there. I'm really sorry. And you can see on the face, the sorry is not going to be enough. They want the two-hour juicy after discussion and argument. Whereas I think if the person you're speaking to has shown genuine, not fake contrition, genuine, I'm really sorry. I can't offer you more than the apology. You know, I end up saying things like, do you want me to take my own liver out and present it to you? And you, when that apology is not enough and you can see the normally the female I'm arguing with, going, okay, I'll bank your apology. Now let's break down what you fucking did for another five hours. That does my head in. Chloe Madeley, do you do that? Yeah, I do, and I'll explain. <laughs> I'll explain why. First of all, James wasn't tend to apologise, and if he did, that in and of itself, given our circumstances, would be like hallelujah moment for us. But I think it's really important that before you apologise, or maybe apologise straight away and then do this, try and consider why the person is angry. So she won't be angry that you're like every other man out there, and you looked at some girl on Instagram. She won't care. She's probably looked at the same girl and been like, oh, she's hot. It's more her pride that's taken a hit of, does he find her more attractive than he finds me? That's it. So when you say sorry, you should then top and tail it with like, I'm so sorry. To be honest though, babe, your ass is way better than hers. And I guarantee you- Just writing that one down. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Just hold on. (laughs) It's the pride. So like when you break up with someone and they like, what they're, they're kind of trying to convince you to stay with them and give it another shot. 
it's not so much that they necessarily thought the relationship was working and it's not so much that they really think that that's the solution it's more like that they don't want their pride to take a hit and it's kind of like a self-protective thing and i think it's the same thing i think if you consider that women are really bad with this if you consider that you'll probably find your way out of the hole a lot quicker right so I'm confused here because, okay, I can understand what you're saying with the the Instagram and attractive example, but it's the same in any example for me, Alfie. It could be, all right, I was supposed I was supposed to pick up the eggs and I didn't, and it was really important. It was like, so she so she's genuinely annoyed, and I'm like, you totally got me there. I'm really sorry. I didn't get the eggs. I will still need to have the. Let me just really break down to you why the eggs are important with this short seminar and the the presentation of the seminar is what cancels the apology I've already given and escalates it into an argument. Experience this, Alfie Brown ever? Uh, yeah, I think uh, that uh, the, the misdemeanors uh, sometimes, uh, it's, not, it's not the misdemeanor itself, it's the misdemeanor has uncorked uh, the, the, the bottle of uh, shitty behaviours <laughs> that you have in your repertoire. Uh, so when, and if we're having an argument, I, I want to stay in the pocket and concentrate on what the argument well, let's let's just break down what we're arguing about i think that uh that that the, the child was going to be fine doing that and it wasn't a danger to it and then she'll go yeah but you also forgot liquid tabs when i wanted you to buy them i go well, hang on, i don't want to know no that's not that's not what we're doing here and then you end up having this kind of Cartesian metatextual breakdown of your whole in character and what it is, and the argument will be dissolved into its smallest kind of uh, uh, particles uh, until there is one's laying on the floor that uh, you just, have your. You're just screaming, I am them. at each other. I am. I am. <laughs> I am like locked in a philosophical argument, spiraling towards you. I've just. um just pull up this now because it's really relevant um or to what you both said but particularly what chloe said about maybe why my quick apologies aren't working um this was um a bit of research experts say the formula for an effective apology can be summed up with the acronym car c-a-r show concern demonstrate action offer reassurance and there's a quote here from Martin Stone of the PR agency Tank. People want the response to be personal to them, to feel they're being listened to and taken seriously. So maybe that's what's going wrong with some of our apologies. We're, we're sh offering reassurance, but without showing the concern. That'd be like the serial killer Ted Bundy apology. Or showing concern without action. Yeah, I'm sorry I was knocking one out over your sister. Anyway, should we put a film on? That doesn't really demonstrate anything going forward. So there, maybe note those down, lads and girls, as a, a useful way to remember what to do. Now, I want to I broaden things out a little bit now into the sort of industries we're in are, are relevant for this. There seems to be this dichotomy between never apologise, be who you are, live for number one, mixed with someone who apologises too much for their existence, particularly in stand-up you see this there's not very many in between stand-ups there's either the sort of i am who i am fuck you i don't apologize for my stance this is what i said it's art deal with it or there's something like people like me who are just chameleons and want to be liked by everyone i'm really sorry member of the audience left i'm just checking are they going to the toilet or are they offended they are offended i'm really sorry chasing <laughs> after them um i just wondered where you it's a quick one really where you sit on that continuum alfie brown uh, I, um, I, I'm very needy. I want everybody in, on, in the audience to like me, but only on my terms. 
So I won't compromise, but I will uh, need everybody's approval. And I think that there's a lot of there's there's a lot of comedians who display a lot of pride in themselves. I know I'm uh, I, I'm I'm and this is me, and it's great that I'm like this. And I don't have any interest in that really. I want to see people, uh, you know, uh, display shame. That's a lot more interesting advice, especially for an art form like uh, stand up. So I I would go upstairs, I'd go on stage and be uh, ashamed of myself, and then people go, "Oh God, that's disgusting. You should be ashamed of yourself." And I go, "I know. That's the point." that I unpack things that we should be ashamed of ourselves for, <laughs> and then we all feel a little less alone in the universe. The fuck is your problem? Uh, I'm sorry, good night. I'm sorry, good night. Ovation. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, Chloe, you're very, very much in the public eye, um, arguably a lot more difficult for a, a woman to be in the line of work we're in. I mean, just in the public gaze, as it were, particularly with what you're doing. You're dealing with body confidence, a portrayal of the female body, all, all sorts, getting called out and trolled left, right and centre. Um, do you find yourself coming down more as, well, I'm, fuck you, this is who I am, I've got nothing to apologise for, or do you find yourself carefully navigating through the PR maze of what we do for a living? When I was younger, I it, it killed me. It really destroyed me because the trolls were right. I didn't, you know, I, I was in the public eye because of my parents. So I didn't really have a reason to be there and it didn't really make any sense. And I also was at that age where I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life and I hadn't accomplished anything at all. And it was awful. Like it crippled me with anxiety and self-confidence issues. Now that I found what I want to do, I've been doing it for nine years, um, being, you know, getting more and more successful with every year and getting better and better at my job every year. It is like water off a duck's back because I'm like, eh, I'm, I have a really successful career. My clients like me. I like me. I know I'm good at my job, so I'm okay. But I think when it really stings, when it really hurts is when you personally feel like there's an element of truth to it, or even mm -hmm. if it reflects an insecurity. But otherwise, I think, you know, if you really believe what you're doing is, is a good thing, it, yeah, it doesn't bother me. Doesn't bother me then. Don't apologise as long as what you believe you doing is good, and that goes. That's yeah. for everyone, not just yeah. for a, a bell end like me who holds a microphone for a living. Um, just to help some more people with, because it's all very well having these funny and lively discussions, but I like people to have practical takeouts from these for their next argument. Which, if you're still in lockdown, is going to be. So most comedians are going to be locked down till January. So uh, let me give you this one. I'll try and keep it brief. We've talked about what works as an apology, but here are six words that can really fuck up an apology that you might be using with, without realising, Alfie. <laughs> you, the word you. There's no better way to apologise without actually apologising than following a I'm sorry with this three-letter pronoun. I'm sorry, you. Okay, so we've said it's useful um, in certain situations, but be careful not to use it where it's pushing the offence onto the other person. But... A horrific little conjunction that can totally annihilate everything that's gone before if a tiny pronoun but it's so passive aggressive if it came off that way then i'm sorry so look out for your ifs um blame also can hide within your own apology um while the rain the tequila or anything else may have something to do with your actions saying i blame it i'm sorry but i blame it on sucks because you're no longer sorry and the last one that really doesn't belong in an apology, not. The mighty adverb. It can come in handy in all kinds of heartfelt apologetic phrases, but the sorry, not sorry isn't one of them. Be careful you are not actually not sorry. Right, moving on to one of my pet 
pet hobbies now is the cult, the sort of analysing Britishness, particularly Englishness, but Britishness, the cultural difference of apologies. An interesting stat for you here. According to a 2015 UCOV uh, poll, 15 British sorries are present for every 10 American ones. We apologise more on this tiny um, windswept island. Why? Why do we say sorry? It's even... I don't know how much you guys have worked abroad, Alfie and Chloe, but it's it's a joke when we get there, how much British people, well, we've got horrible teeth, we're all ugly, and we say sorry the whole time. They're the stereotypes that follow us around the world, and we're alcoholics. Lovely, really, isn't it? No teeth alcoholic trolls that say sorry after we've smashed the town up. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. But uh, why do we say sorry so much? What is it about British culture, uh, Chloe Madeley, you think that makes us so prone to apologising more than other cultures? I think obviously the, the kind of cliche and obvious answer here is that we're very polite. You know, we we don't want to offend anybody. We don't want to, you know, be the be the person that did the wrong thing. So everybody always just says, I'm sorry, you know, I didn't mean to, it's okay. Like, let's move on. And it's a very British thing to do. Um, and I think Americans, obviously, it's really interesting, actually, when you compare attitudes to success, which, again, is like quite a cliched comparison. But Americans really celebrate success, whereas mm. Brits kind of tell each other off if you say anything that sounds too Oh, my God, or, so much. Yeah, or you admit that you achieved something. It's like, oh, that was crass and that was awful. Whereas Americans are like, oh, my God, that, you know, it's a whole other, a whole other kind of social interaction and, and sorry to interrupt but stand up it's ramped up to 11 because any stand up from this country that goes to america is shocked like in can it's the same in canada as well as the usa <clears throat> you know welcome to the stage this next guy he's got a 10 meter swimming certificate he once had a bbc one special <laughs> so going, Fuck it, shut up there's gonna be a bottle of piss is gonna get thrown at my head shut up because in london you want what you want is the next guy's never done it before he's broken his ankle he's in a wheelchair at the moment give him a chance and you'll have a great gig yeah you will have yeah. a great gig um so i definitely recognize that but how does that link to apologize so we we like to keep things in that we've achieved right i get that i'm struggling with the how that links to why we apologize more so we're apologizing for succeeding is that what you're saying yeah 
yeah, I think there's this element of, I think there's an element of don't make a spectacle of yourself in any way. And if you do, because, uh, you know, we're, we are all like this, then you should apologize because you're making everybody else feel uncomfortable. Whereas <laughs> I feel like in America, it's more like the more of a spectacle you can make, the more kind of revered you are as a professional. And I think it is, it's, Donald it's fascinating. I, yeah, exactly. I think it's fascinating. I didn't know that statistic, but when I think about it, I'm not that surprised. Alfie, you're a, like me, will analyze anything around you to get a laugh or to present it on stage or write about it. So you must have thought about this. It, apart from politeness, is there anything else about British culture that makes us prone to apologizing like this to each other? Well, I think that we're else? not, when we're saying, oh, um, uh, oh so, sorry about that. It's not, we, we're saying sorry more, but we're not necessarily apologizing more. If you think that sorry is just mm. kind of punctuation that's baked into the nature of everyday speech, and we're sort of doing that to kind of get around and get along and to move along the habits of everyday life. Just so like a, it's a social lubricant rather than a profound apology is what you're saying. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And I think in, if, in terms of uh, actual apologies, you'd probably measure up uh, the Americans apologize more. They might they apologize more, but we would say sorry more because we would like to give the impression of some sort of uh, uh, humility and uh, not too intrusive a behavior, I guess. Right. And, uh, and that's, uh, I, I mean, my theory is that British people have got sort of a cultural arrhythmia. Like when, when you speak to uh, Americans or Australians or people that haven't been here and don't know that really we're just like every other country, just a bit odd and eccentric, they only ever meet two types of Brit, the sort of shuffling along, looking at the feet, top hat, sorry, talking to yourself, quiet, unfriendly, not forthcoming, or let's go fucking mental, piss a Zambuca off my chest, Gary, with nothing in between. It's like we're constantly bouncing between these two extremes so like something got suppressed during world war ii or something and we can't fucking reset it well, i think those two people are the sort of most obvious sort of people and you don't really notice the place the, the space in between because uh it's sort of they're more quiet uh, and unassuming people so less you're less able to uh make a national feature of them than you are it's very easy to ascribe a certain like a, a national behavior so, to the people that go but why do so many other cultures think that you go get off a plane in tokyo tomorrow and go up to your first stranger say what are british people are like and they say we're either sexually repressed or drunk hooligans oh yeah the japanese hate us i learned that when i went there for the rugby world cup i was like wow you guys do not like us and we love you well but weird but weirdly japanese culture is very similar to us in the uh, but we're sort of social werewolves, librarians by day, mentalists by night. Yeah, that's actually really, really <laughs> true. That's very accurate. I is love it, that. Is it 10 p.m. yet? Is it? Let's go fucking mental. La 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 la. Boom. Yeah, while putting on the face that we're all really hardworking, law-abiding citizens, and then as soon as it hits midnight, it's like. <laughs> that's very true. As always, you have to talk about sex and the use of sexuality, and. Um, uh, I, how can I put, I mean, you gotta be so careful what you say these days without it sounding sexist. I'm not, if you speak anecdotally, you're safe. So there's two aspects <laughs> I wanna talk about here. Shagging as a form of sorry, which we will finish on naturally. So it feels like a natural Bellagio firework at the end. But more, I find it very difficult to use my sexuality to apologize with. So Lindsay, if she's going 100 miles an hour, I can't fucking believe what you've done, you fucking balling. I can't really 
flop out. I can't do a glimpse of helmet or bollock and the argument stops straight away. I can't be able to wait a minute. Maybe a glimpse of shaft will take the edge off your anger. Whereas I could be quite severely annoyed. And this is an awful thing to admit, but if Lindsay did descend the stairs in Argent Provocateur, the anger would significantly diminish. And I feel pathetic. I feel like a Neanderthal. I feel like I'm missing chromosomes, but I'm always honest on this podcast and I will admit that. So is it easier? This is a dodgy question. <laughs> Be careful, are we? Is it easier for a, a, in a stable loving relationship for a woman to use her sexuality to get to the point of an apology than a man? Or is this just me, Alfie Brown? I think that uh, that the way round that that works and the way in which the people have said that that works is not always the case in the oh, if i did um get my big I mean, it's not but my 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 cock in its biggest form not that my cock is yeah. big in the context of other men's but in the just context go of metric it's, it's always better cock. to go metric uh, <laughs> if you go metric you're into 12 Nobody and 13s <laughs> um yeah uh, if i if i uh, got my uh, my 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 glands penis on display <laughs> and um and showed it to her and went, I understand that you are um, annoyed at me and I have been uh, less than forthcoming with my apologies in this quarrel. But if you would like quarrel. to have some quarrel. of this, uh, then maybe uh, may maybe this would ameliorate your distress to some extent. And I, uh, I feel and like your, your, choose, your choice of syntax would take the edge yeah. off any... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I could, I, I think I could um, uh, fuck the tension out of arguments, uh, but I, 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 I would be more likely to um, uh, masturbate in anger than I would be to uh, join with another. Um, anger wank. That's something I've never done. I've never, I've never gone for an anger wank. Never yeah, gone for wow. one. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure for an anger wank. There could be, you might break something important. Yeah. Um, well, Chloe, I'm, I'm, well, Alfie clearly doesn't agree with me, at least not 100%. But do you think it's, we're, talk, we're not talking about two hours later when you're both sat in a half and then we, you, then we can drift into erotism. Of course, that can start from either party. I'm just talking about in the white hot hate, you didn't pick up eggs. I'm going to have a shit day today and nothing is going to, yep, that's worked. I'll see you upstairs. I mean, I'm that pathetic. I, I can't be the only one, Chloe. Help me out. I think... Uh... Oh, okay. This is really interesting. I think women, this is again, oh God, I'm full of cliches today, but I think women are, we do love sex just as much as men. In fact, most of the women I know have a higher sex drive in their relationship than their partner. Um, and I think it's really weird that we're taught that it's the other way around all the agree. time. Totally um, agree. Totally yeah. agree. Yeah. And I think it's a really hard thing, a really hard hurdle that most sexually active women will get to at some point where they're like, huh, that was all a crock of shit and my sex drive is as high if not higher than my partner's and that makes that's made me feel like crap but it shouldn't like it's fine um but I so let's say... bank that let's just let's let's bank an enlightened understanding of sex drives we have an equality of sex drive i bank that we've talked about it before yeah. and i fully buy into that having known yeah. some of the panani goddesses but what i'm saying is using sex in a moment in a yeah. moment of anger to diffuse so, is a different thing yeah so i wanted to preface what i'm now about to say with okay that because i don't want it to sound like this is like a blanket statement so Got it. But i do genuinely think that women in a relationship sex is more emotional and it does maybe have more meaning in a relationship specifically whereas i think for men sex is sex is sex and i don't necessarily think that it has loads of emotional meaning whether they're single or in a relationship i don't really think it's that different personally i don't know because i don't have a penis but that's kind of what i 
I've gathered with my partners. Um, so I think for us, it's like, if we're angry, we don't want to have sex because it's like, no, I'm fucking fuming. I want, like, you, no. And whereas I think for men, they're probably a bit more like, eh, I could take it or leave it. And then I'll be angry before and after. I'll sandwich it with my anger. Um, but I think that, that <laughs> so could like, be... So like a sex sandwich it. with anger either side of yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I don't know that women can necessarily do that, can like take that break, compartmentalize for 10, 20, 30 minutes if you're lucky, and mm. then go back into it. I think it's like, it, it's a lot more kind of fluid for us. I'll be I'll be fascinated to see what remarks and comments I get off the back of that because I can't call it. Am I being anecdotal? Is it easier for a for a woman to use for for a woman to use her the sexual power to quell anger than a man? I'd like to think not. Does I would she? love to think I could pop a gun and and, and think, do you know what? You didn't stack the dishwasher, but I'm full Niagara now, upstairs, you dirty boy slap. I want that to I want that to be my life. I want it to be my life. It just hasn't been. You dirty boy slut. I suppose we have to finish talking about the sex as apology to each other. So we've got to a point, we've had the argument, no one's turned and said sorry. It's a bit six of one, half done the other. More like the usual. Most arguments aren't clear cut. You said that you didn't get the eggs, you didn't do the dishwasher. Mostly it's blah, 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 build, build, build. So you sort of both owe each other an apology in the end because, as Alfie said, you've said some seriously cancelable things to each other. So it doesn't really matter how it started. And you get to that point, you both sat on the sofa. There's a residual lava bubbling there. Is it acceptable, advisable? Is it a good thing? Is it a common thing to sort of go, do you know what? Let's just go upstairs, have a session, forget this and reset. Is that a more, is that grown up? Should we really have a conversation first with a glass of wine or a cup of tea? Or is, is that sometimes, do we use language too much? Do we overanalyze too much? Should we just obey our bodies and let our bodies do the apologizing? Again, I can't call it. Chloe Madeley, if you'd like to kick off on this final question. I think in the beginning of a relationship that, yeah, for me, in my experience, that does happen and it is fantastic. I think the longer that you're with each other, that just becomes less and less likely. I don't know, but Alfie, what do you think? Um, Alfie, come on. Can the body, you're like, you're like me, a, love, a wordsmith, a love of words. And it's, but it, sometimes the body can be more powerful than, than language. And for uh, both, for both of you to come together in a in a loving relationship and let your bodies do the apologising. I mean, that sounds the most creepy thing I've ever said. Do you mind if my body apologises to you? <laughs> what do you think, Alvy? Come on, help me out. I'm losing. I'm losing the ability to speak here. Just thinking about possible outcomes. Um, I, uh, I I think the severity of the argument. So if something really uh, there's been a, a, a real rupture that's made you. Uh, uh worry for the future of the relationship then uh a mutual exchange of bodily fluid can be a good way <laughs> of uh, getting things back on track and without then... ever using that phrase during it obviously oh well obviously. <laughs> would you like to proceed to the upper quarter of the house for a mutual exchange <laughs> of bodily fluid i feel it may ameliorate some of the get out get out of the house <laughs> um i uh i i i uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's great. But if you've just had a bit of a tiff or a bit of a bickering session or like some behaviour has annoyed the other, then you don't. Like, I will often think, oh, we need to have sex soon, otherwise it's all going to go horribly wrong. Like I can mm. see the uh, like the, the, the mercury in a thermometer about to kind of it does work, doesn't it? Bulb, and I can go fuck me. <laughs> my 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 girlfriend is um 
uh, pregnant at the moment, and I've basically had to build a, a bomb shelter outside to deal with all the come-ons uh, uh, <laughs> that uh, are, are happening at the moment. Um, she, uh, she, yeah. So I, I, I think that makeup sex is is good, but it is only really to uh, placate the most nuclear of Barney's. Got it. Well, we're out of time. I feel like I think that might be James Haskell in the background apologising through the door. I can't be sure. Can I mean, there's more yeah. testosterone in his voice than there is in my whole pathetic pepperami body. Uh, know, he needs to call out. He needs to call out quickly. I like, um, I'll finish on a quote. Sorry works when a mistake is made, but not when trust is broken. So in life, make mistakes, but never break trust because forgiving is easy, but forgetting and trusting again is sometimes impossible. Sounds like it's from a Simply Red song. It's not. It's actually a profound quote. <laughs> what an awesome show. I always have two or three topics up my sleeve in case something narrow like apologising doesn't fly. But my God, did it fly. And I make no apologies for that. Thank you very much, Chloe Maidley. Thank you, Alfie Brown. Tell everyone about Boys Don't Cry. Go to wherever you get your podcasts. Hit subscribe. Leave a review. See you next time. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.